Welcome to episode 96 of the business of making and this week we talk about how to process your orders when you get a sale in your shop. So we're going to go through uh, Jess's system and how she manages our order from the moment she gets a sale to the moment it gets shipped to the customer. This is in line with what we're talking about this month which is systemizing your business and we thought that it was well worth a deep dive so let's get into it. Do you want to make it as a maker? This is the Business of Making podcast with your hosts, Michaela Denvers, Deb Engelmeyer, and Jess Van Den. We know from experience that growing a handmade business is bloody hard work. We're here to make it a little bit easier for you by dishing out reality-based, no BS, tried and tested advice on how to make your business work. Tune in every week for an honest conversation on what it really takes to make a creative business a success. Welcome back or welcome to the Business of Making podcast where we talk about what it really takes to start and grow a handmade business. I am Deb, I'm your host today and I'm here with Jessica Hello. and Michaela. Bonjour. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like it. Someone had to do it. Um, and so today we're back with another episode around how to organize yourself in your business, essentially, and save time using systems. But today we're really going to dive into uh, a subtopic of that, essentially, which is how to process orders. So this is going to be a lot of myself and Michaela asking a lot of questions to Jess, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm really happy about because that means I'm working a little less hard on this episode. <laughs> I don't know. I think interviewing is quite difficult. Too. That's true. That's true. Um, so yeah, we're really going to get quite practical with that. But before I wanted to say a big thank you to our supporters. You know that we don't have ads in those episodes. We don't have sponsors per se, but essentially our sponsors are people like you guys who pay us a small amount of money every month, uh, $3. Is that right? $3 is the minimum now? Because the yeah. two just changed. Sorry. So yeah. I'm not so far. Yeah. $3, uh, $5. And we have a $10 tier as well. Um, to help us support the show, essentially. So thank you so much to all of you guys who do that. And I want to give a shout out to two of you today. Um, the first one is Stacy from underthekentuckysun.com. It's a really super cute looking... What were you laughing? It's just your Kentucky. accent. <laughs> yeah, so I did, I did. When I said it, I was like, that does not sound right. That does not sound... Okay, so <laughs> let's go again, but I'm not saying it this time because people are probably... No, say it, say it. It's fine. Yeah, I say, okay, I said under the Kentucky sun. Kentucky, Kentucky. 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 Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, that sounds so much better. I was like, what am I getting wrong here? Anyway, <laughs> um, that's what you get. It was a bit of a French mix. Uh, I love it. Goodness. It's uh, debism. But, yeah, it's a debism. <laughs> Welcome to the show. So um, <laughs> the website is super beautiful and pretty and easy to navigate to start with, I must say. But what is it about? It's really about celebrating life. And it's if you are a woman that's about to have a baby or if you have a woman in your life that's about to have a baby, this is the website you need to go and check out. She sells essentially decor, um, ref, and we've got, you know, um, wall art for nurseries, party signs, baby wreath, um, diaper cakes, which I did not know what they were because I don't have kids myself and my friends are starting to have kids, but you know, it's not, there's not diaper a diaper what? Diaper cakes. I know when I saw that, I was like, let me click on this. It's adorable. I'm not even going to ruin it for everyone that doesn't know what it is. Just go and check it out. Okay, it's I gotta have to look. So cute. You have to go and have a look at it. It's adorable <laughs> and you want one, even if you don't have a baby. <laughs> but, 
Um, and the themes that um, Stacy has picked are like really cute as well. So um, really go and check it out. It's at under the Kentucky Sun Kentucky <laughs> Stacy, I'm so sorry for not being able to pronounce your state. <laughs> um, and thank you so so much for um, supporting the show. And then the next one uh, is an Australian one this time, and it's called Soulful Stones, and it's Kelly. And Kelly um, does uh, ethically handmade uh, jewelry. And she uses uh, crystal, macrame, and silver in her jewelry. It's really beautiful. Again, I want to say the website is really nice. I know this is not the, the moment to comment on that, but it's a really nice, beautiful website to navigate. So, like, well done, Kelly. This looks really beautiful, and your photography is beautiful, too. Just wanted to say that. Uh, but she has necklaces, bracelets, earrings, beautiful stones, uh, beautiful work. And so I say go and have a look. It's at soulfulstones.com.au because Australia. <laughs> um, and with that, let's dive into the Jess questioning. <laughs> I have the first question, if okay. that's okay, Deb. Okay, dive in, dive in. <laughs> Jess, I would like to ask you, at what point after you started your business did you start having an order process, like a process? Did you start documenting the first ordering process? Um, no, like I just kind of did whatever. Like I, I wasn't really conscious of it in the beginning. I think a lot of people aren't. You just kind of go, oh, I got an order. Yay. Now what do I do? And then like in the beginning, I would print out the, in- I think I used to print out the orders possibly um, and use them. And it's really easy because you do like one order a month and then you might have one order a week. <laughs> Yeah, so there's not like a lot of, um, would you say there wasn't really a need? No, there wasn't. It didn't feel like a need. It was just, it was such a small part of what I was actually doing because I spent so much time making new designs and like Mm -hmm. writing blog posts. This was 2008, writing blog posts (laughs) (laughs) Um, to market my business because, you know, Instagram didn't exist then, Pinterest didn't exist then, Facebook and and Twitter didn't exist then. So I spent a lot of time on those. Just, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so it was pretty rare. And then it just, it wasn't something I did consciously for a long time, but then eventually it kind of came together. I think the biggest for me, and this might not be applicable to a lot of people, but when it really became clear was when I started to get Nick to help me with stuff, Mm -hmm. because then we started to have to get clear on exactly what job belonged to who. Uh, And we also do a lot of cross checking with each Mm -hmm. other, um, which doesn't always work. Uh, we did stuff up well, at least once this year and send somebody the wrong thing. It, it doesn't happen very often, but occasionally both of us will somehow miss something and, and mm. make a mistake. But it minimizes the likelihood of that by doing the yeah. cross checking. So yeah, that was. I think that was the point where it became really clear that we needed a solid system so that we weren't doubling up on stuff. Yeah. Do you remember like how long in terms of time that was into your business when you started getting him to? Oh, help a yourself? couple of years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you probably weren't really documenting um, the the system or the order process until then. No. So, I mean, we I started in October 2008. That's when I opened my Etsy shop. And it wasn't until sometime in 2010 that I started, that, that Nick kind of started to take on a few little jobs. Yeah. And was that because you were getting like more orders? Yeah, because that's when we kind of went, accidentally went full-time or I kind of accidentally went full-time with the business. So I was just, I was working insane amount of hours and he didn't have a job at the time because he, wait a minute, was he, I can't remember what visa he was on at that stage. We were (laughs) married. We'd just gotten married in like the end of, of 
2019. So he, I think he didn't quite have his working visa yet. So he had, we had to wait. So he hadn't had a job and we were supposed to be going traveling, which is another mm. reason. So I'd quit my job. And yeah, anyway, that's a long story, which if you go to the Create and Thrive podcast and listen to episode zero, you can, you can hear <laughs> the whole thing. I won't repeat it here, but yeah. So it was at that point that he started to pick up our parts of the business. Like he was already doing all the house stuff, like all the domestic stuff, mm-hmm. but I was just so flat out that yeah, he started to do little jobs in the business as well. Hmm. And so what was your approach to starting to document those processes, the, the order process specifically? I, look, I don't know that I documented it in detail until I actually wrote a blog post about it, which was mm-hmm. many years ago now. Isn't that funny? Like, mm. I find the same thing when you're, trying, when you're researching for a blog post, you're like, mm, I should be doing this. <laughs> And you yeah. learn more about it and then you just start doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Because people like people, I'd see people talking about their order processing and blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, why are you doing it that way? Like here's, here's a suggestion of like what I do. And I'm like, well, mm. I, rather than just saying this in random places, I just write a blog post, which exactly lays out exactly what we do. And I realized it was in writing that, that I realized how regimented it was like yeah how, how systematized, systematized it was, it had it was but perhaps not written down yet yeah exactly mm. exactly hmm. how many iterations do you think you've had of trying something but then maybe <laughs> nick was like that that's not working couple arguments all of that good stuff <laughs> you're like no it's your fault this was your task no it was mine well let's change that so it doesn't happen again i'm sure this would have happened sure oh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no totally um i think anyone working with their partner, well, well, just in life or in general, you were supposed to take the washing out. No, you were like, whatever. (laughs) Um, It's really good. It's clear now because we know exactly whose job is what, but it took a little bit of time to kind of clarify that. And it changed over time. Like if I look back, I'm actually looking at this original blog post. And originally I was the one who wrote down our orders in our order book, but he does that now. So Mm -hmm. like he's taken on more and more of this flow and I kind of pop in and out less like I have much less responsibility for this than he does now because he is kind of the the point person when it comes to orders because he does actually a lot of the making now uh, possibly the majority of the making most of the time so yeah it's sort of slowly over time more and more of these steps I passed over to him and yeah I kind of have the points where I I duck into the process and duck out again hmm Have you ever wondered how successful your handmade biz is in relation to the industry as a whole? Are you working more or less? Are you earning more or less? Does everyone want to have a full-time business? Or do some just want a successful part-time gig? How many makers are really making a living online or via markets and shows? Here's your chance to be part of the largest survey of handmade business owners that has ever been done. It's called the State of Handmade. Our first survey was in 2020 and got almost 2,000 responses. We want to make this year bigger and better to reach more people and get a clearer idea of the state of the handmade industry. We're especially curious as to how COVID-19 has affected handmade business this year. We want to hear your story. Head on over to thestateofhandmade.com right now. We want to reach as many people as possible all over the world, so please share this with your friends, colleagues, and community. Have your say now thestateofhandmade.com. So let's get into it. What is 
your process of auto processing. <laughs> like this is like the Jess episode all the time. Yes. Okay, so step one, I'm not going to number the steps because there's too many. So the first step <laughs> is uh, an, an order comes into our inbox. Now we sell in multiple different places, but our inbox is the one place that all the orders come through. So that's what we use. So an order will come in. Now, generally speaking, we r- will probably write down orders once a week. So it's generally Monday morning. Uh, Nick's kind of has an admin morning on Monday morning and that's when he'll sit down with the order book. So we have a physical order book. It's just a, a, a notepad, a lined notepad, and every single order gets written into that book. So we don't print, we don't want to waste paper printing out orders because um, we don't send invoices in with our orders. So there's no need to do that. Everybody who orders online has a digital copy of their invoice. You don't need to send it to them, uh, especially if, it, maybe if it's a commercial order, but if it's a, a personal order, you don't need to do that. So that the, order book is like our Bible. It's where every single order, no matter where it comes from, goes into. So it's a, a track of every single order we always have. So in that book, we have the date that it was ordered. We have the name. We have what they ordered. We have whether they ordered, like what sort of postage they have uh, and where they ordered it from and what country they're in. So we put, and we use abbreviations for certain things. So that's all in there. And then we have another column, which is the shipping date. Uh, so when we ship the order, we write the shipping date in there. So if somebody emails me about their order, I can just literally pick that book up, flip back through, find their name, and I can see when they ordered, what they ordered, where they ordered it, um, how it was shipped, if there's a tracking number because we stick the tracking sticker into that book as well in the same spot, and then when it was shipped. So all of that information is in one easy-to-access spot. I don't have to, like, scroll back and look through emails and then try to dig around and find the tracking code. You know, it's all there. So he writes all the orders down into the order book. Then he writes a Post-it note for every single order with the same information on it. He then gives me the book and the post-it notes and I sit down and I go through all of the emails that he's just written out and I double check them. So I double check them and I tick off in the book and I tick off on the post-it note that he has indeed written the right thing. And it's a good thing we do this because there are mistakes sometimes that I pick up on. So then I, I, I double check it all. I tick it off and then I give the book and the post-it notes back to Nick. And then he takes the post-it notes downstairs to the studio. And the post-it note is the thing that travels with the product as we're making it. So from the moment he starts making the product to the moment it goes into the envelope, the post-it note stays with the product. So that's how we keep track of like when there's 20 products down there and you've got three rings that are the same design but different sizes, they always live on top of the post-it note. I can imagine that could be a nightmare. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, yes that's like that could because you you know when you um I mean I, of course you would have your ring sizes so you could always check the size oh, later do. but yeah um I can imagine like things that look almost exactly the same you could very easily accidentally send out the wrong size to someone correct yeah <laughs> um I have two quick questions mm-hmm. I'm just trying to listen because I know we've talked about this again I don't know if it's on an old episode or if it's just I'll chat when we don't actually record anything. We just talk. <laughs> I know we've talked about this before, so I kind of know already, and you've mentioned it. But I want to ask again. Yeah. Um, you've mentioned Monday. Like, there's an admin mm. time where he sits down to do the first run of the emails and go, okay, well, these are the orders that have you know that we've got in the inbox. We've got to uh, manage. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that you don't do it for the rest of the week? And what happens if someone puts an order on Tuesday? Okay, so. Let's go back to the emails. One another thing I forgot that I do. Um, I'm I'm just looking at my my list here. So when I check the orders, so I every so I you know I check the order is correct. Then I file it in a to pack folder on an email. 
So it goes from the inbox to a to pack folder so that when Nick goes to write down all of the um, envelopes, all of the orders that need to be packed are in that to pack folder. So that's how we organize them as well. That's the next stage of the emails. So, okay, so Mondays are the day to take down all of our orders because we have a one to two week um, shipping, uh, sorry, one to two week production time. Generally speaking, we'll take down the orders on a Monday and then those orders will either be done by that Friday, oh, sorry, by that Thursday or by sometime in the following week. So the only time we will write down an order, another order during the week is, one, someone orders a rush order. So they, they pay for um, an overtime fee so that they can get their order done within a day or two. Or two, there's some um, issue, like somebody has returned something that needs resizing, for example. So if somebody has sent us back a ring that, that they need resized and it arrives on a Wednesday, we'll write that down in the order book on that day and put that down in the, um, in the studio to do. But no, we don't add any other mm. orders for the rest this of the week. This is very, very interesting. In we work in batches. That's very interesting. And it brings a really interesting point out. I think we talked about quickly, we did a Patreon Q&A a little while ago and this came up and being a bit overwhelmed by orders. Mm-hmm. And essentially what we were saying is you put a system in place that makes sure that you actually have room to not be constantly checking on orders, packing, going to the post office every day because that is not sustainable. Because by the time you do that, do the normal stuff in life, a little bit of marketing work and like you just don't have time to work on growing your business or just have time off. And so, and I think we're all like the three of us in the same boat here. It's like, yeah, we want you to be financially successful, but we also want you to be time rich. And then you can do whatever you want with that time, but we don't want you to be constantly you know chasing your tail Mm -hmm. and so I think this is really interesting because a lot of people I think feel the pressure of someone's put an order in it needs to ship tomorrow or actually yesterday it should have shipped already (laughs) because they expect it tomorrow via prime delivery and it's like no no no, your ideal customers don't you know and yes Mm -hmm. there is that part of the internet and all of those Amazon-y kind of websites and stuff that will do that but that's not your customers and it will maybe need to be a bit adjusted depending on your niche and products as well. And with you, Jess, of course, people, I'm hoping, I'm sure that's not always the case, but people think about that kind of product that they want to buy way in advance. And so like there's a bit more room for them to go like, yeah, like a two-week making time and shipping time is not like a, a massive deal to them. It's not something that they look at and go no. like, oh, well, I'm in a massive rush. Now, if you sell something that's maybe more like in the party level or, you know, like, I don't know, birthday presents and stuff like that where people are always late. <laughs> Mm-hmm. when they order you might need to have a bit more of a rhythm to that but really giving like thinking through that you know um shipping time and the processing time is super important and setting that clearly and this is how you run your business and you don't let your business run you because it's possible mm-hmm. like Jess is doing it many 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 other people are doing it so if you find yourself stuck with that stress of there's no ordering stop everything need to handle it no actually I'll process it next Monday it's fine yeah yeah. You'd be surprised how many of our reviews say it arrived really quickly. And that's because I give people like they know the processing time is two, up to two weeks and then there's mm. shipping time. And I always overestimate how long it's going to take for yes. it to ship to them. That's amazing too. So that it gets there faster than they expect usually. Yeah. So, it's like set expectations <laughs> yes. so that you pretty much know that you're going to over deliver. Yes. You, un, you, you under promise uh, and over deliver. Yeah not the other way around. Um, another thing is, yeah, people who 
like wedding customers who don't get organized in time and they contact me. So I reply to con I reply to emails and conversations messages every day. We just don't write down the audit. Like we only do that the once a week. Except like I said, if somebody's like, oh my God, I'm getting married next week. Is it possible to get a ring in this time? And I'll be like, well, where are you? Are you in Australia? <laughs> because if you're not, no. <laughs> if you're in Australia, yes, but you have to pay for Express Post. You have to pay for this overtime fee because we don't allow people to jump the queue. We actually work mm-hmm. overtime hours to get your work done. So I tell them that and then they choose whether to buy or not. So yeah. And that's the only, like I said, the only time mm. that we'll work an evening or something to get someone's work done. Yeah. Right. So let's go back to I've processed the, uh, sorry, I've checked all the orders. I've put the orders into the to pack folder in our inbox. Nick has taken the book to his office and he has taken the post-it notes downstairs. Sorry to interrupt. Can you yes. just on your to pack folder spell that as to pack? That would be great. <laughs> I know. Because- <laughs> I am so glad you said that, Michaela, because. You know, me and can, me and my brain and spelling and accents and stuff, I was going, well, this is like uh, Kentucky. <laughs> I just kept hearing that two-pack was a two and then P-A-C. Anyway, that was funny. No. I'm glad you mentioned it. T-O space P-A-C-K. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, so he takes the order downstairs and then he does his thing. So that he'll, um, like I said, working in batches. So he'll cut out all the blanks for all the pieces and then he will solder up all the rings that need to be soldered and then he'll size them all and um, <clears throat> finish them all. And then I will do the earrings and the necklaces. So obviously we generally don't both work down there at the same time because there's limited space. So he'll do his bit and then it'll be my chance to go down and do mine. And then when the orders are done, <clears throat> or close to, you know, they're, they're ready for inspection, as we say. So there's a spot on our, there's a, there's a shelf on our, in our uh, workshop where orders go when they're ready for inspection and they go to that shelf. And then if it's rings that he's made, I inspect them. And then if it's other stuff that um, I've made, he will double check them as well to make sure we've done the right thing. So if there's a ring, I will double check the size. So I'll put it on a ring size and make sure it's the right size. I'll check the uh, dimensions. Is it the right width? Is it the right uh, shape? Is it the right finish? Because we have three different finishes we offer for our rings. And then when that is all done, I will then move the post-it note and the product to another shelf, which is the packing shelf. So when it's on that shelf, it's ready to be packed and sent. And then in this, during this time, Nick has in his office written out all the envelopes. So he writes out all the envelopes and then he brings them downstairs. And then when the thing is on the to pack shelf, he will lay out all the envelopes. He'll lay out all the, the, the jewellery on top of the correct envelope and then he will pack all of the envelopes and all of the orders in the envelopes. And then the next step is he will bring them upstairs and he will sit down at the computer and do all of the shipping notifications. And then he will write out our um, Australia Post form, wrap it all, wrap up all the orders, and then they're ready to go to the post office. And then we take them to the post office and we hand them over the counter. And that's you're the done. End of the story. You're out. Is, so, there, um, is there a post office day? Like there's an order. Generally, it's the lot. Yeah, generally Thursday. So the end of the week yeah. is when yeah. we will go to the post office yeah. and ship everything we finished that week. I just love this. I want people to really hear this. Like, so on Tuesday, you don't stress about it. On Wednesday, no. you don't stress mm-hmm. about the it. Only Friday, time, the only time we go to the post office on a different day is if, like I said, we've had a, an overtime order, order yeah. or 
like somehow an order has like is a little bit later than we would have liked. Like we're getting a bit too close to the cutoff because for some reason we hadn't finished it earlier. Usually that's my fault because I'm not down in the studio as often as Nick is. Um, And so I generally rely on him to tell me, hey, you've got these orders, you need to go down and finish and they need to be finished by this time and this date. Right. So if they didn't, if they missed the last Thursday, then you might take exactly. it on a Tuesday or yeah. something. Yeah. But that's pretty unusual. It's just if mm. things are particularly busy or, you know, I'm a bit, behind, I've been doing focusing on other work. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot to do those or I, or I pushed it back a day or two. Mm. Um, yeah. So, but it is, a, it's a, it's a system every week that we follow for sure. Mm. Cool. Um, I have a bit of a post-it, post-it note. Be here. I don't know if you're like me, Michaela, but I'm kind of j- just imagining those post-it not flying and not. I'm like, I hope they're super sticky post-it notes. <laughs> I know. Are they the ones that are sticky all the way at the back, not just at the? No. Back? So basically, we just have a spot on the bench where they they're pretty safe from being blown away. Yeah. Um. And generally, as soon like as soon as he's made the blank or the whatever, it's always sitting on the post-it note, so it kind of weighs it down. Mm. I can. I just imagine the, like, I've bought a whole range of different post-it notes during my time as a human (laughs) being. And obviously the cheaper ones, you know, they peel them off and the glue's too sticky. So then when you're peeling the whole post-it note, like curls. And so I can just imagine them all like curling up. So then the glue's not on the tape and it's like, oh my gosh, it (laughs) could be a disaster. But if you get the good ones, they just lie flat and it's fine and it would be fine. I don't know. I mean, I have post-it, post-it note in front of me, like the post-it, post-it, right? Like the the, the brand, <laughs> the original, and they definitely curl up. So I don't know about that. Yeah, they're too sticky. They do curl. They do curl a little bit sometimes. But again, you have something, a piece of metal weighing them down, so it's not. This is a very a important deal. part of the episode, everyone. Yeah, they the do curliness of the sticky <laughs> post-it notes. <laughs> if you have brand recommendations for your sticky notes. <laughs> Um, another thing I forgot to mention is obviously um, as part of the packing process, Nick will stick any tracking codes into the book and write the date that it was shipped in the book. I did mention it earlier, but I just wanted to reiterate that step is very important. Mm. I do. Um, when yeah. you said that before about the um, just that word that you just said, <laughs> tracking, tracking, tracking sticker thing, um, when you were saying that earlier, that brought a flashback to me because I remember doing the same thing when I was posting out orders and I had a book and it was all, I can't remember what I wrote, but I remember mm. sticking the sticky notes in. And luckily, not the sticky notes, the sticky tracking thing, um, luckily I never had to do anything about it. Have you ever had to? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Like when something's yeah, gone like, missing and you have to like. Yeah, right. something's gone missing uh, or someone's like, what's my tracking code? I'm oh. like, it was in the email that you got sent, but here it is again. Right. Um, that's quite quite common but yeah so obvious it's usually when something's gone missing Mm. now i mean a lot of the time before this year because this year australia post canned uh economy shipping international shipping like you can't send anything economy anymore Mm -hmm. which is what we used to do Mm -hmm. we we used to offer free international shipping and we'd send everything economy can't do that anymore because you can only send standard or express now so it's like 20 bucks shipping um so we have tracking for everything international now Mm -hmm. but still domestically we often don't have tracking because it's just free Mm -hmm. like normal uh, because we send things, I should clarify for people going, but all parcels in Australia are, tr- are tracked now. Yeah, it's because we send a lot of things as large letters instead of parcels, mm. so they still don't have tracking. And in, in that case, um, yeah, it's just a case of, well, if it doesn't cool arrive, we have to replace it. a lighter it. product, like that's really nice because it's a lot cheaper. Well, it's free, so it's cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 
so that's our gen, that's our general process. Um, and obviously, if you're just a sole person, you could do all of that yourself. It's just that we share it between the two of us. And the cross-checking thing, I strongly recommend, even if you are just on your own, that you do have some sort of double-checking system in mm, place. So important. Um, just because, yeah, like... I would even go as far as saying like write the orders down one day and then check them the next day, like go back over and check the emails the next day that you wrote down exactly the right information because there's a lot of information in those orders. Like you've got the product, you've got the type of shipping. Did they include a gift note? How, how, what's the quantity? Because so many, you know, you look at the and you're like, oh, they ordered this. Did they only order one and did they order multiples? Like there's a few little details in the, those shipping emails that you need to really be clear on. Um, and obviously another, st- I totally forgot this, another step that I do at the beginning. So when I check the, um, I should have written all this down beforehand, sorry, so I didn't forget exactly these steps. Um, I do, I mean, I should have pulled it up, so I read it step by step. Doing really, I think this is really clear. I just thought I do this so often I can just do it off my top of my head. But the, other, the only other thing that I do is I send a thank you email. So um, when I've like checked after the you've orders posted it in or- the book. No. no before. So when yeah. I ta- when I write down, actually, no, I lie. That's that's why this has thrown me because this is actually outside the order processing system. Ah. This is separate. This is email processing. Uh-huh. So it's a different system, but it's related. So this is my daily email processing, uh, which is where I will send a thank you message to someone who's ordered. Right. So every single day I check my emails and look at any orders that have come in and when somebody has ordered I will send them a manual thank you email but that e- that met email will so the original order email will still sit in my inbox with a star on it until the following Monday which is when Nick will write them down yeah it doesn't get archived no yeah I wanted to add a little thing as well so obviously you make everything to order so you don't Correct. need hold stock but there's probably people listening to us right now that are like well I have stock and I sell on different platforms. You would do so it if differently. If that's the case, you would do it a bit differently. Obviously, mm-hmm. like Jess system is not going to work for all of you guys, but it's just to show you a general idea of how to organize things. And you would definitely need to insert a couple of steps there to change the stock levels accordingly to the platform, mm-hmm. you know, if they bought on Etsy and you also sell on your website or vice versa. Um, you probably and, want to ship more often because it's already yeah. made. So Yeah, yeah. And if that's the case, then, yeah, your your policy would read differently as well because mm-hmm. it would say, you know, ready to ship. So essentially, like, <laughs> it can be dispatched. Um, so, But then again, you know, it doesn't mean that it's next day shipping. It can still be, mm-hmm. like, four days because you only do it on Monday and Thursday or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you just have to communicate that to your customers. Mm-hmm. That's the key. Yeah. Clear communication of expectations to your customers will save you so much drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like don't, I see so many people going, oh, like I have to ship within two days. I've promised that. Pe-. Why do you have, why is it you, yeah, why no, do you promise you say that? I ship on Thursdays. That's it. <laughs> if I get your order by Tuesday, it'll ship on Thursday. I think uh, maybe this is a bigger problem in America because they do have Amazon Prime shipping and mm. all that sort of stuff. There's like people maybe expect, but I mean, my customers in America don't expect me to ship the next day. Yeah, I don't know whether it's, it's a different type of customer or what. I like, think it's about knowing your customers and not comparing yeah. yourself to Amazon Prime. Like that's not the same yeah. customer. So yeah. No. yeah, yeah. I think if you're if you're having a lot of customers asking that, there's something wrong in your positioning, yeah. in your marketing. It's a bigger problem. It's a it's a it's a matter of filtering out the people that you want to work with and not work with. Your pro- your products might be too cheap that they look like they, mm. like the the people that you know that they appeal to are people that are also looking on Amazon Prime. And so, you know, they're not the right people for you and for your shop. 
I guess if you're selling on Amazon Handmade too, you may be having this issue more than because people yeah. are on Amazon already. Um, yeah. I don't sell on Amazon Handmade, so I can't speak yeah. to that with and I think personal experience. It's he has been pushing products more and, you know, the old ads thing and all of that. It's, it happens that you will be on Google and looking for whatever it is you want to buy and mm. you will see some Etsy listings. You don't necessarily, and those people who, you know, if it happens, those people don't know that Etsy is necessarily a handmade focus platform. They just think it's a marketplace like Amazon or whatever if it's their first time there. And so that's why you need to be extremely clear and also be okay with saying no because you can't have a business that runs you. Like it's just not an option. You're yeah. not going to be getting any enjoyment out of your life if that happens. Yeah, like if you're every single day, if you're packing and shipping and going to the post office, when are you going to have time to make new stuff? Mm-hmm. So that just keep that in mind. Like you do have yeah. to still make have production time into your schedule somewhere. Like we make to order. Sure, we still have the, like if we had pre-made stuff, we'd still have to spend the same amount of time possibly more time actually making stock because we wouldn't know what would sell. Like making to order actually minimizes the amount of time you spend on production because you're literally only by making stuff someone's already paid you for. You're not sitting there making stock that you don't know whether it will sell or not in the future. So yeah. So those of you who do pre-made stock, you probably actually spend more time on production than we do because you're making extra stuff that you don't know whether it will sell or not. So, yeah, it, it's all kind of the same in the end of the day and, and realising that and making sure that you're not wasting too much time doing mm-hmm. these extra jobs that you could be yeah. doing maybe two two or three times a week instead of five yeah. days a week. You have to find what works for you. Like there's also there's definitely an argument for the I have stock and using it for lunches and promotion and essentially mm-hmm. when the stock is gone, it's gone. And when you have a bit more of an audience and a following, this can work uh, really nicely. And, you know, if it's like, uh, oh, we have this Halloween. Uh, what is wrong with my pronunciation today? I was trying to say Halloween and it, I said, what did, what did I even say? <laughs> <laughs> what word came out? <laughs> it sounded really like loins and I'm like, that's really not appropriate for this episode. I was like, my tongue just got all twisted and I was just like, this is not okay. You have to start again. <laughs> Anyway, um, or, you know, Valentine's or whatever that's really themed and that is not going to stay on your shop and you have a stock of that and you want to push it as a promotion because that is a bit of scarcity essentially and urgency for people to buy, then there's an argument for that. But really think through those decisions are important because they're not just like the marketing and all the what happens behind the scenes for you as you run your business. Mm. Um, And you really want to ask yourself, is this working for me and my life and how I'm going to be organized and the time I have to put every week and when I'm available and all of that. So it's really, so you design it kind of like um, on purpose, you know, rather than Mm. it happening to you. And then you're like, oh God, I am like droning here. Yeah. Mm. And like a lot of these things will save you, save you a lot of time in the long run, um, setting up like efficiency. Mm. Yeah. I think you said that before, Michaela, it'll make you a lot more efficient Mm. and it will leave you with a lot more brain power uh, and not only time, but mental load, as we talked about in the last episode, if you haven't listened to that episode, we talk all about why systems are awesome. Uh, It will save you a lot of mental load because I don't have to think about what the next step in the process Mm. is. I just do it. Just do it. Automatic. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also think about think about redundancies like i said think about like ways to double check things think about how you're going to make sure that if you need to access an order in the future you can easily access it so if somebody does have a question about their order you know where to go 
to answer their question. Um, this is why having an order book is really nice because, and some people do a spreadsheet, you know, if you, if you want to keep everything digital, mm. just have a Google spreadsheet or an Excel spreadsheet or whatever the Apple equivalent is. Um, the thing we like about the book is because it's mobile. And I know a spreadsheet is technically mobile too. You can have it on your, your phone or whatever, but yeah, but like just you don't have feels, your computer in the workshop, you know, yeah, or you might, but yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's really portable. Like it's easy to take from one room to the other, you know, because we've got two offices and a studio. <laughs> mm. So yeah. That's why we like that. And it's, it works really well for us and I can't see that changing at any mm. time in the future. So, yeah, that's the order processing system. So I know a lot of my students, like, you know, they make bigger products so they have baskets and they put their each mm. order in a basket. Yeah, like if you make a table. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, like, post-it note on the table. <laughs> <laughs> you could use post-it notes. You could, if you want to print out the orders, you can. I just don't don't see the point of that, like I trying to minimize waste so mm. that's why we do the post-it note instead of, of printing it out um but you know if you're working with staff it's probably an easier way of doing it because mm. all the information is there and like the best way to try it out is and to see what works is to simply do it and then you'll mm. quickly realize what's mm. inefficient in the system like this one step that's really not working out and you're like that is actually not practical it looked good on paper mm. but when we do it it's not working and you'll know how to change it so that it works for you mm. yeah like for somebody they might be like well i'd rather just print out the orders because that saves me the time i have to spend writing out the details yeah it's sort of like you find out what is most important in your priority list is it you need to save mm. time or if you're like a super eco business then it's probably need to save the paper <laughs> so like yeah. what is the most important in your process and then work with that for sure yeah mm. for sure well that was great jess thank yeah, you so thank much you. i really enjoyed that <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> hopefully it gave people some ideas and i'm helpful. sure it did that was uh really nice and i think guys this would be a great thing to chat about in our facebook group as well you can find mm. it at uh the business of slash facebook uh because of the diversity of like skills and products mm. and size and shapes <laughs> priority and stock or no stock there might be different things here that you know well it'd be nice to just exchange on that and go you know actually i don't do that but i found this to work for me like it'd be nice if we could start a little conversation around this so go and find our facebook group um so we can chat about it and you can guys uh, you guys can give each other ideas i think it would be really great um and what else next uh, no not next week the week after that <laughs> for our patreon exclusive we're actually going to talk about how to create how to's <laughs> so how to create your processes and systems and um do it in a way that's not overwhelming that's easy and you know giving you some some more practical advice there so if you are a patron that would be that will be in your feed normally or on the patron app or website and if you're not a patron consider joining um, you can find more information at the business of slash support or you can go directly to patreon.com slash tbom for the business of making. We would love to have you. It means a lot um, to us that you support us and you support the show and it's ad-free thanks to you. <laughs> so thank you so much again for those of you who are supporting us and we will chat to you next time. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. 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 Welcome everyone or welcome back or welcome to, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to this episode of I the Business of Making Podcast. <laughs> well, I wanted to say something for people who are welcome, you know, as in welcome back, but also yeah. if it's your first time, welcome to, and, I, and yeah. I just said welcome way too many times. Welcome back. So, don't stop recording. Keep recording. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's start, start again. Jess. Yes, let's start One, again. Okay. One, two.
two, three. Thanks.